stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. All right, well, it's no secret that Banff is a popular destination. You know, it's in our backyards. Uh, I know folks out here, we, we love to, to drive up to the mountains. It's beautiful. It's gorgeous. Uh, and it's, it's a national park for a reason. Obviously, anyone who goes to Banff is well aware that there are a lot of international visitors who come. Uh, but it all adds up to a lot of people. And there's increasing concern about just how some parts of the park especially are, are you know, kind of at capacity. That we have too many people taking in the park. So what do we do about it? For now, Parks Canada's response is to try to encourage people uh, to visit, um, you know, Yoho National Park, for example, or visit at different times of the year. Uh, but to the Canadian Parks and Wilderness uh, Society, CPAWS, it's not enough. And that we need to, to start looking at some actual restrictions, limitations on the number of visitors in the park. Joining us to talk more about it is Peter Zimmerman, Parks Program Supervisor for CPAWS. CPAWS.org is their website. Peter, thanks for joining us here. My pleasure. Uh, talk about a bit about the numbers and, and why you're concerned that maybe we're kind of at that, that upper limit. Well, I think if you look at the numbers, uh, Banff had uh, 4.2 million visitors last year. That's, that's more than twice the number of visitors that Jasper has had. And it's been a, a huge growth over the last few years in, in visitorship in Banff. And uh, if you go out to Banff, uh, you, can, you can see that. It's very evident. There's uh, a lot of crowding, there's lineups, there's uh, traffic is terribly congested. Um, you know, it's, it's not a very pleasant experience. And uh, it's not only affecting the experience people are having, but it's, uh, it's uh, starting to and, and will continue to affect uh, the, the ecosystem function and, and uh, affect the wildlife and so on within the park. Has, has this been a, a continuous increase going back, you know, 10, 20 years? Or is there something we've seen more recently in, in terms of an upsurge? Uh, it's been steady growth over the years. Uh, but I would say in the last five years or so, if you look at the numbers, there's been uh, uh, a considerable spike in the visitorship there. Uh, and that was probably uh, accentuated by the free passes that were given out last year to uh, celebrate the park's anniversary. Okay, so Parks Canada at this point doesn't seem as though they're they're looking at addressing any sort of, of limit or quotas. What what are you hearing from Parks Canada? What what's their concern and their approach to this? Their approach has been to try to mitigate this by uh, trying to get people out of their cars more and to use public transit and to walk and to bike and those are all good things and those are all things that need to be done. Uh, I think the problem that um, that we see is that. They are optional, and so uh, very few people are relatively, uh, very few people are using those options. And um, I was in Banff uh, just a couple of weeks ago. I went out and took the bus up from uh, from Canmore to Banff and then on to Lake Louise and got to Lake Louise, and this was on a cold, wet, middle-of-the-week day, and uh, the parking lot was absolutely full there, and, the, and there was only, you know, maybe eight, ten people on the bus. So, uh, well, it's good if we can encourage people to make those choices. Uh, that isn't happening to the degree it needs to happen right now. And, uh, and some of these things, I think, just have to be mandated about, um, about how we travel in certain areas of the park. Yeah. That isn't all areas of the park, but certain of the areas that are really um, attracting a lot of visitors and that are quite sensitive and quite limited in terms of space and that, uh, we need to do something else. 
And what might that be then? Well, that would be uh, limiting the number of people that go in there. Because even if you uh, make your transportation system much more efficient, you know, there will come a point where simply the number of people that are going to be on a trail or in an area uh, kind of overwhelm the, um, you know, both the environment and the experience you have. And there is um, there's some examples of that that we, we already do. Uh, Lake O'Hara, which is in, uh, in Yoho, has been uh, restricted the number of people that go back into that part of the park for uh, for many years. It used to be that you could drive in there, um, and now they have it so that you have to go in on the bus and you have to book a seat on the bus, and the only as many people can go in as there are seats on the bus. And that has made it a much uh, more pleasant experience for those that, that go in there, and it's uh, certainly controlled all the... Um, uh, the damage that was being done by by simply overuse. So you, you think that's that's doable? That's manageable? Yes, I do. And and uh, not you know we're not, again we're not talking about all of Banff National Park. We're talking about certain areas of the park, uh, Marine Lake, for example, of that where you could do that because there is a a single road that goes into that uh, that area of the park. Right now, it's um, you know the they've had parking lots are always full. People park along the road. Um, you go up there, you end up getting turned back, um, and that. So having a bus that that goes up there and being that the only way to travel um, would uh, would alleviate that. Right. So so certain areas. I mean, in terms of uh, Banff, the town itself, or the entire park itself, uh, putting quotas on a on a broader scale would probably be more challenging then. Well, yes, it would, and and uh, you know I don't think we're suggesting that. Uh, there's, I guess it's something to keep in mind that there's no uh, one thing that needs to be done here, right? There's no magic bullet here. Mm-hmm. Uh, putting caps on a uh, number of visitors to certain areas of the park is one tool you can use. Increased uh, public transportation is another tool. Restricting where you can park certain size vehicles is another. There's lots of different things you can do and need to be done. So there needs to be a comprehensive Parks Canada is just starting on their planning process for their 2020 parks management plan. So they're developing their management plan for the next 10 years, uh, and that is that plan is supposed to be in place by 2020. And part of that then should be looking at transportation and mobility issues and looking at all these different uh, uh, issues related to that and uh, the different tools used to uh, affect change and, and mitigate that. So if left unchecked, if we continue on this uh, trajectory and, and Barks Canada continues to rely on communication, you know, suggestions as to, to when and where people travel, what's your concern about where we're going to be in, in say, five years? Well, I, I just don't think those things are going to have the uh, sufficient enough effect uh, to make a big difference, right? Uh, and so um, we're going to be at a spot where, uh, you know, even now, a lot of the locals, you talk to local people, and they tend now not to go to Bath. They go to Kananaskis or somewhere else because it's not it's not a real pleasant experience going out there often uh, because of the crowding. And uh, we're going to have uh, more and more impact on the environment. There'll be more and more conflict with wildlife. There'll be more highway mortality. Uh, to wildlife, uh, and so it, it, this 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 problem will simply get worse. And Banff is our most iconic national park. It's part of our Canadian identity, and uh, uh, people love going there. And and that's you know that's part of the issue is that 
but we're kind of loving park to death. And so we have to, um, we have to do some different things so that that, that park will be uh, remain for our kids and our grandkids. All right. Well, more uh, from the Canadian Parks and Wilderness Society. The website is cpaws.org. Peter, thanks so much for joining us here today. Really appreciate this. My pleasure, Rob. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.